Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. West Virginia is one of the largest energy producers in the country, almost entirely relying on fossil fuels like coal and natural gas. And the state is also home to one of the most influential policymakers in the federal energy space, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. So as President Joe Biden looks to move the country towards clean energy and ambitious decarbonization targets, a big question is can renewable energy sources grow in fossil fuel dependent states like West Virginia? To help answer that question, I spoke with Clearway Energy Group CEO Craig Cornelius. He operates one of the country's biggest clean energy companies, which includes a massive new wind farm project in West Virginia and investments in solar power. I talked to him about the potential of clean energy projects in West Virginia, Democrats' reconciliation package and clean energy tax credits, along with Commerce's recent solar tariff investigation. It's Monday, May 9th. So, Craig, tell me a little bit about Clearway's 150-megawatt BlackRock wind farm that just went online in West Virginia. And how does this project fit into the state's clean energy portfolio and also demonstrate the potential to site these types of clean energy projects in rural fossil fuel-reliant areas? Yeah, we're really excited about it. BlackRock was a project we built last year, also adjacent to an existing project that was in the county right next door, which we were repowering at the same time we were building this project. So it was a really exciting opportunity for us to show what's possible in the wind industry generally and in this part of the country with constructing new resources and also expanding and and repowering ones that had first been placed in this area, the first stages of the, the wind growth cycle in our country. And BlackRock, for its part, it's a 115-megawatt project. We had more than 200 union employees building the project with us in the course of its construction. It's selling power to the combination of Toyota and AEP. And for its part, Toyota is using that power to supply a manufacturing facility that's right nearby in West Virginia. So you've been vocal about why the clean energy tax credits for both wind and solar, along with technologies like transmission that are inside Democrats' stalled reconciliation package, are needed if more projects like these are to move forward. So is your company vulnerable without these incentives, or is your concern more about hampering the broader industry and its ability to help meet President Biden's aggressive decarbonization targets? Well, look, I mean, I think the enactment of the family of clean energy tax credits that were thoughtfully conceived over the course of last year has created an architecture of tax credits that really will incentivize a transformation of the electric power industry in the U.S. and in a variety of of favorable ways that are also equitable. Amongst those, there are provisions that were designed as part of that, that I think have real special meaning within the context of West Virginia. There's energy transition credits that will help us really accelerate what's possible in the state. And I think that those favorable benefits from that family of clean energy tax credits are understood. 
what we ultimately need to accomplish everything we possibly can, both for West Virginia and for the rest of the Mid-Atlantic and Appalachia and for the country, is the enactment of those tax credits. And we need it not because we can't build projects over the next few years that really make the most out of the, the potential of the pipeline or platform that we as a company have or that others have, but because we can build more, we can build faster. And certainly, as you look to the latter part of the decade, the tax credits that are in place today ultimately expire. And so, you know, when we look at the $2 billion of potential investment that we could make across five counties in, in the state of West Virginia, there's no question that we can deploy that faster. And the resources we would invest that in would be more economically beneficial for ratepayers throughout the Mid-Atlantic if those tax credits are passed. So I'm very hopeful that we will see them passed. There's a tremendous amount of observable activity happening right now during the next two months. I think there have been statements from many elected officials and and Senator Manchin amongst them that have referenced the possibility for a, a major investment in domestic energy security and in clean energy here through the measure that's being negotiated. And we're just very hopeful that we'll see that actually happen because there's a lot of good work we can do in this place as a result. So do you think the urgency around the tax credits is at all amplified from the Commerce Department's recent move to investigate imports of solar modules from four Southeast Asian nations, which of course has really put into question the level of solar deployment that can happen here during the Biden administration. Yeah. Well, the government should be doing two things in our country. The first of those is sticking to the trade policies that have existed and that our industry has planned its growth around, which are embedded in a whole history of legal precedents. And doing that means bringing a swift conclusion to a circumvention case that was brought you know, by a petitioner that is far from representative of either domestic solar manufacturing or the broader energy industry, and which is contradictory to past precedent. But you would also need to pass these tax credits. And so I think really what I hope we'll see the Biden administration do is to get to the right legal answer and to get to it swiftly with respect to the trade case you've asked about, because That's necessary to maximize solar deployment potential over the course of the next few years. And then from the Biden administration and members of Congress, we need to see leadership in enacting the legislative measures that will create a tax credit and tax incentive architecture for our industry's evolution, which include investments in manufacturing through both demand side incentives and supply side incentives. Both things need to happen. And by doing both things, We can create a groundwork for more manufacturing to occur here in the U.S. And vitally, we will enable the construction of projects that were planned here in the short run and and that can have economic benefits, that can have disinflationary benefits, and that can certainly employ tens of thousands of people who intended to be employed building them over the next two years. Also, The Justice Department is rolling out a new pollution enforcement strategy focused on low-income and minority communities. Last week, DOJ said it will establish an Office of Environmental Justice, a key step toward fulfilling President Joe Biden's promise to step up criminal and civil penalties for pollution violations that harm low-income areas 
and communities of color. Department officials said that they would use all the tools at their disposal to help the residents of those communities that have long faced disproportionate environmental hazards. That includes, along with establishing a new office, requesting additional funding, according to Attorney General Merrick Garland. DOJ's move comes as low-income communities and communities of color face larger risk from pollution and the impacts of climate change, according to scientists and health experts. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.